right. Ready? Let's do this. Are we recording? I am recording now. Oh. In a world. In a world. In a world. Where tomorrow's blockbusters reign and yesterday's classics are forgotten. Three women intend to remember. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Millennials at the Movie House, the podcast where your average Janes watch older movies and answer the question we put to ourselves. Are they still relevant and should we still be watching them today? I'm Betsy. I'm Tracy. Uh, I'm Serena. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so for our inaugural podcast, we decided to pick a Greta Garbo movie. Um, I really liked her. Oh, good. good. Kirsten Dunst meets Celine Dion. (laughs) It's funny because it's true. Oh my god! <laughs> it took me until it. It up to what, the like ten minutes. Movie. Yeah, ten minutes before yeah. the end. I'm like, what? Celine Dion. Yes. yes. Right. Wow. That's it. Yep. Oh, and what movie did we watch? We watched Matahari. Matahari. Oh yeah. Uh, so <laughs> one sentence. What is it about? Um, it's about Matahari. <laughs> it real life. Well, she was a real life person, but. This this movie was about a woman who uses her f- feminine wiles to um, manipulate men as and a spy. To spy on Germany, spy for Germany in World War One against France and Russia. And um, yeah, and her her romance and how oh, she yeah. wants to quit. Yep. Um, yeah. All for him, and basically to save him, she turns her not turns herself in, but like. She wants to quit. Herself. Yeah, yeah. So we talked. We were talking about it before the movie, but this is a departure of sorts from what what actually happened with Matahari. But she definitely came across in this movie. She was the femme fatale, the seductress. She knew exactly what she was doing. But she was in, sure of herself. Yeah, she had that air about her. I I liked it. And we saw the contrast between her and Carlotta, which is another female spy in the movie. Totally uh, What the difference was. How sure Matahari was compared to Carlotta, who was yeah. a little bit weaker and unsure of herself. and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Screaming in the other room while possibly being murdered. <laughs> well, she was being well, murdered. She goes, was being murdered. Uh, something, something. And she's resenting it. <laughs> well, really? <laughs> So, Bets, what was your favorite part? Uh, so, my favorite part ended up being there were three distinct moments where, like, you noticeably saw some camera work, some lighting, some very specific, you know. The shadow thing? The shadow yeah, thing, shadow. yeah. What was it was cool. It was to, it was to it was be artistic. dramatic. Yeah. It's oh, drama. I thought it was. was it, are you talking about when she was sentenced at the end? Um, when they were all staying in that room. Yeah, I don't know. When she almost faints and then her lawyer catches her? Yeah. Yeah. So that was one of them. Yeah. And then another one was earlier when they were using the, that the camera. The camera. The yep. giant camera. Oh, yeah. And that then the third room. moment was when she was descending the stairs at the end. That was a gorgeous mm-hmm. shot. Yeah. yeah. We haven't really discussed this, but um, this is one of those movies that was edited. Right. And one of the scenes that you described that was taken out was the whole scene was lit completely from a cigarette, which I'm right. sure would have been an oh awesome, God. another awesome shadow shot. Yeah. That I would hate have... that we didn't see that. Yeah. Um, so 
this was a pre-code film, so it was done in 1931. That was before they really had a lot of um, censorship or any kind of moral regulations behind what was going on screen. And then when it was re-released after the codes took effect in 1934, uh, it was certain certain scenes were considered too promiscuous so they cut it so the striptease and basically the sex scene yeah and so what sex scene exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh there were a couple of moments that they it was very clearly edited and we don't have or supposedly there is no surviving copy of the pre-code version of this film. Which makes me want to find it that much more. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. For the cigarette scene. But, the cigarette light scene. you know what? Believe it or not, I mean, things like that are still being discovered. Like, you know, people clean out their grandparents' attics and they come across, oh, yeah. you know, old... Like, it's it's amazing that some of the stuff that is found and restored. So, who knows? Maybe someday. Turn. So, uh, what was what was your favorite part? Serena. Serena. Um... Can I give you a hint? Yeah, give me it. Because I think I was like freaking out excited about um, something and I can't remember. Like, it was her costumes. Yeah. Say? Yeah, no, they're so. That was the first thing I noticed. And in this is like a black and white movie, no color. And we're like, is it gold? Could it, it be gold? It could have been gray. It could have been blue. We don't know. It's it super pretty. And um, I think that. Was that when they were at the. When they were gambling? Maybe not. Yes. Yes. That's the... And... That was... I mean, that was such an it gorgeous was an outfit. Awesome yeah. outfit. Cause back, like, big back exposure. Sorry, I just... But then she was wearing exp- pants underneath the open dress. Yeah. And, oh. Very awesome. Your phone just actually got arrived from Russia. Oh, my God. They're pants. Huh? Damn! Yeah. So, like, classy. Mm-hmm. Which classy, but also kind of sexy and seductress. And, yeah, yeah. Because her whole back was open. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. The whole and yeah. right. So when she like sat risque, down and she slouched, the entire thing kind of came off. Yeah. It was yeah, yeah, gorgeous. I'd like to recreate that. But were Maybe you were you not a fan of her head of her <laughs> head pieces? No, the head. I was like, can we just have the hair be out? And once her hair finally was out, I was like, it's Celine Dion, guys. Look. <laughs> She had I think she's down super once pretty. Before. She did. There was one yeah. scene in yeah. the she was brushing her hair. Was, yeah. Yeah, I think I love the. I, here we go again with the costumes, but I love the outfits of the women. Okay, I wasn't a big fan. I'm not in general. I mean, things they wore in Sound of Music and those long like, oh, the, like trench the, the men's suits. Yeah. Not a fan. Yeah. Not hot. Not even a little bit. Um. <laughs> So Serena doesn't like men in uniform. No, I, you know what? I would, I would do uniform, but like they're not just old. like yeah. this, yeah, you know, like boxy. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, mean, actually, not- you know, I'm gonna be honest. I will say that Ramon um, Navarro, he was pretty good looking. I, I, yes, which one was he? He was, he the was lead. Alexi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was Alexis. cute. Minus Alexis. Sorry, Alexis. Minus his weird like. I'm sorry. Well, his for those I mean, that was the time who period. don't know yeah. who we're talking about, but need a reference. I think he looks exactly like Mark Ballas from Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, nobody, nobody else at this table Relevant. understands that. Reference. All right, you other millennials can go and look. <laughs> Google that. Google image that. Um, I'll get back to my favorite part because we haven't gotten there yet. But yes. I, but this merges in well, well with what I think the aspects didn't age well, and in the movie. Other than the casino scene where you saw a couple of women in the background, 
there were basically only three women yeah. in the show. You I had this. Mata Hari, you had Carlotta, and then like Mata Hari's like maid. Yeah. The the women still were few and far between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, it leads into the fashion where you they were striking. They were noticeable. Yeah. Absolutely. It is. It's the costumes. It is the costumes. And and I think that that's gonna be something that is noticeable in all the movies we watch, most of the movies we watch. Yeah. I mean, and I feel like nowadays, <laughs> movies that are, they come out, I mean, yeah, there's some nice outfits or basic, basic well, bitch style outfits. That's how we dress nowadays, though. Right. People who dressed up back then, I mean, they were... Glamorous. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, glamour means something different. But, I mean, even if you think about it, like, think of um, a rom-com reveal. Those, uh, those outfits true. can be iconic, too. You're right. Yeah. Yep. But it's just back then those those in 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 older movies they were they were more likely to just be in those outfits right right so oh so um, even though the main character is Matahari is Matahari she wasn't necessarily the heroine in the movie I don't it's it, I I notice I I notice this about halfway through the movie I'm like I feel like we the three of us are rooting for Matahari mm-hmm. but she's, she's not rooting not for herself the good guy no in but this. she's the bad guy in this and it's just I noticed that and I found that very but, interesting I love that love to hate hate to hmm? love yeah. hate to love I love to hate yeah who then who was the good guy Dubois with a little bit of Shubin and um Rosanoff basically all the guys okay so they were in the right because yeah, she was she had screwed him over right. But also, if you were to take this movie with this plot today, it wouldn't be from her perspective. It would be from their perspective. You wouldn't you wouldn't see. I feel like you wouldn't see a movie today that was that was from this perspective. I think you would because we now have different image of her. Right, but that's what I'm saying is. If you still took this movie with this oh, plot okay, line, okay. it wouldn't then, be from her. Sp- right. But I agree. Agree. You're right. On a different note, I also agree that I would be very interested to see a movie from perspective nowadays because a lot of the things that we um, associate with Matahari, the femme fatale, the seductress, the spy, a lot of that is just myth. That's not actually how it went with Matahari. And she was, um, a lot of historians think that she was a scapegoat and that she actually didn't really give any pertinent information to the Germans and all that. So I think it would be interesting to see a modern day interpretation of her story. Yeah. Maybe that's why we were all rooting for her because we were following the story, her, her story. You well, know, first person in a way. Well, yeah. And, and, and she is the title character. Yeah. yeah. Um, but let me get back to oh yeah, Tracy. Um, what my favorite? What's part your is. favorite part of the movie? Um, I was a fan of the dialogue to a point where I took a couple of quotes that I would like to read. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> the one that you liked, Serena, was I'm simply reminding you that a spy in love is a fool that has outlived its usefulness. Nice. That is a good line. That is a good line. That's a good line. That's a good writing prompt. Yeah. Yeah. That is a good writing prompt. Mm. And that whole scene was great because we kind of discovered that, you know, he told Matahari that the reason they had to kill Carlotta was because she was in love, which I didn't. We don't know. We if don't. That's true. I don't think that's true. I right. think he was telling Matahari that to scare her straight. 
Yeah, so and that then whole scene was brings good. lugs out dead body right, right. right in front of her. I right. think that was, I think you're right. Oh, I think yeah. that was a setup. Um, so that was good. And then, this is probably my favorite, was when Rosanoff, uh, the second time he meets Matahari, she goes, what makes you think you have the right to bust in here? And he goes, I'm sorry, but last night you told me that you love me. And she goes, oh, did I? Well, that was last night. Today, I'm very busy. I'm very busy. That was a snap. Right? That was a, like that? Like, yeah. That was... And that goes towards what Serena well, loves about her, I, I think. I think that was... When you asked me my favorite scene, I'm like, oh, like all of them? Because it's hard to say, like, it's hard to pinpoint. I think every time she shut a man down, I was like, get him! Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, like, I don't know. Except um, for when I laid down on the couch and was like, Ew. <laughs> but I was um, just like, so yeah, that kind of just sets up who she was and, and how mm-hmm. men fawned over her. And it was just a good, the whole scene was good. She was a strong female character. She definitely, yeah. Which is a very knew. pre-code thing. It was strong female characters were in for those five years. Hmm. So, um, and then the last line, um, was the last line where, um, Rosanoff says, God save her, protect her. And if you must take her, take me too. And I and you said I love those those storylines, the the um, Romeo and Juliet, yeah. the Aida type. Like if we go down, we're going down we're together. together. Yeah. So if you're gonna dig one, dig two. Or yeah, two, that two. was I found that really interesting. Like I tried not to compare the real life story to the movie too too much because actually a lot of it was, you know, there was there were similarities, there were differences, whatever. Rosanoff, the um, she did have a an affair with a pilot who it was like a long standing affair, but basically by the end he hated her in real life. He he by the end he wanted nothing to do with her, and like he was famous for refusing to testify at at her trial, and was like I think he said you know I don't care if she dies, and she was heartbroken by that. So the movie very purposefully flipped that but made a point of flipping it it was int- it's an interesting shift from real life to the movie That's, it made it made him more sympathetic it did um other aspects that didn't age well <laughs> can i just the men and their like i don't you, know you didn't I, like how they act just like the over dramatic like I don't know. I, I still uh, like, love the shoulder grab yeah. and the, the kiss with the shoulders. Yes. Like, I don't know what that is. Tracy's making motions right now, and it's, it's a perfect representation of, of what she's it's, talking it's about. The, you know. The shoulder shrug. It's a, it's the shoulder like shrug this. kiss. Yeah. They go in for the neck, though, I think. Yes, yeah. they did kiss a lot. There was a lot of yeah, necking. Kissing. Necking. Yeah. Can we yeah. go as far as saying that? So, but, sorry, that was one thing that would just, like, irked me. I was like, yeah. I can't even, like... I loved all the scenes where she was like, just natural and like whatever. So, oh yeah, and uh, Ross enough. I mean, he was a wimpy little baby. Yeah, even that, before he had the injury. The wimpy little baby thing. And he was our hero. He yeah, was, you know, he was the the romantic hero, and he was so whiny. But this is the thing. It wasn't like romantic. Like it was whiny romantic. Yeah. So I just I don't know. But you were supposed you were still supposed to root for them. 
I don't know. Maybe if you shave well, that line of yes, a mustache. Yes, you're supposed to root for him I mean, and for all of the men because she had them under her spell. Yeah. Like, it was True. uncontrollable. So you're you're also supposed to root for Shubin. Ugh. Yeah, apparently. That's yeah. unfortunate. <laughs> Can you guys remind me who Shubin is? The one that came unhinged with the hair at the oh. end. <laughs> The one well, hair that's out of place that'll do told it. Me. That's what well, I'm gonna. That's what. But wait, the hair. Sorry. Okay, you know what it made me. Th- I'm sorry. I don't know why Titanic kept popping into my head as like a, a like a like similar type movie. But remember when the the guy yeah, his ca- hair his became hair, a hinge. His hair You're right. That's and that's he's all like rose. Blah 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 blah, and is like. <laughs> own person that yeah. gets angry yeah. i don't think she's that pretty i don't know why i think it's it the was... eyebrows were annoying <laughs> <laughs> if we're gonna go I there but it was just as i was watching i'm like okay first of all she's 26 she looks way older to yeah. me that's yeah. why i asked about halfway through the movie i'm like what? i was gonna I... say high 20s and that's only after i heard her guess um that's that's the age. Like, have you ever seen pictures of yeah. like, not maybe not your parents, but your grandparents at the age of twenty? First off, they already were married and had like, kids, yeah. So they were already. I don't know. They have like, what's that famous like National Geographic picture of like the mother in the Dust Bowl, and yeah. she looks like she's like forty five, yeah, and she's maybe twenty three, yeah. It's yeah. just I don't know. People just age differently. Mm, that's fair. But even but even beyond age, she was the it girl in Hollywood. She was the epitome of glamour and beauty. And I feel like our our view of beauty is different now. Yep. I yeah. think her eyebrows her eyebrows and she had no upper lip. Did you notice that? Yeah, I think I mean not to like sit here and like pick her apart. Like I said, I think she looks like Kirsten Dunst in a way. Maybe it's the cheekbones and like the like whatever face shape, but like the eyebrows could use a little something. Well, They're I, literally yeah, like again, penciled yeah, on. That was the style, yeah. Yeah. But I think you nailed it with Celine Dion. I think Celine Dion could have been like a thirties glamour actress. Yeah. Like that and once you said that I'm like, oh my yeah, god, yeah, yeah, Celine Dion. Well I was trying to put my finger on I'm like, what is she like what does she look who is she? Yeah. Who am I seeing? And anyways. Alright, so what aspects um did age well. I would still wear the the outfit with the backless. Oh my god, the open back was gorgeous. I mean, because I'm not saying that I, they are in right now, but I feel like some parts of the style is coming back. Yeah, oh. I was gonna say that that style is retro now, so it's glam. It's automatically glam. It's like retro glam. Yeah, I could see someone wearing that on a red carpet and like yeah. being like the it person. Actually, wait, didn't Billy Porter wear? <laughs> Billy Porter wore a similar outfit. I mean, anything Billy Porter wears is amazing. Okay, That's fair. I'm going to need a um, picture of that down the road. <laughs> it was his camp outfit to the gala when he was all in gold is what you're thinking of. That is what I'm thinking of. Yep. That is exactly what I'm thinking of. Didn't it have a low back? I don't remember. I know it had wings. It was all gold and it was it definitely was carried in. Gorgeous. Yeah. Anyway. Moving on. So what did age well? I think that her as a femme fatale, because yeah. we we see that as, yes, she was fierce. You know, yeah. she was in charge of herself and nobody's going to control her. 
I'm going to merge this into aspects that remind you of modern movies. Go for it. That age well. First off, I immediately think of Gypsy, where Mm -hmm. at the beginning when she was um, talking to the pilot and she shows a little and leaves him wanting more. That was the whole point of Gypsy. And then it was very reminiscent of Mrs. Pettigrew lives for a day with Delicia. Mm. That same, like... Men were fawning over her. Yes. Would do anything for her. Especially but, that scene when she the first wakes up and the, and the maid is like, oh, this person called and this person called and this person called and she, she wants nothing to do with any of them. Right, and, yeah. right. But the femme fatale, the, um, the spy that gets men to just say everything to her, Black Widow in Avengers. Mm-hmm. She has that entire scene mm-hmm. where she gets a phone call and she's tied to a chair and it looks like they're going to kill her. Mm-hmm. And she says... But they're telling oh, me everything. Mm-hmm. One of the ones I actually saw. I know what scene. I know what you're talking um, about. Nice. So I think that's. I mean, unfortunately, you know, Black Widow doesn't get the scream time that the men do, and that's the you know constant problem that we have today still. Yeah. But that idea that men are so stupid they think <laughs> that women can't. You know. Right. Which leads into the next question, which is how is it still relevant today? If this is a this is a flawless example of a, of an early femme fatale in film. I think that if you need to define femme fatale, you can just look at Matahari and not only Matahari but Greta Garbo doing Matahari. I think yeah. both of the women brought together in this movie. I think and I didn't know too much about Matahari, but I felt and or Greta really. But I was just like, I can't tell who I like more the character. Or the actress, or both in their own right, and and coming together. I'm going to bring that back to, um, she's not that pretty, but she's got that that quality about her. Yes. So that just, yeah, it's an allure. It's uh, it's that that captivating quality, that that sass, that it wasn't just Matahari, it was Greta Garbo, Mm -hmm. that she possessed. Mm Mm-hmm. I'd like to know her height at some point. She looked I think freakishly she was tall. tall. I think I remember Not reading that, that wrong some of the actors had to have lifts or something like that. Well, except, for that one guy. except for that one guy. <laughs> we never saw. No, yeah, that was weird. Huh. Oh my god, did we never get to see? The we top? never saw what Jock looked like. He just he. We only saw his feet. And he had one four-inch pump. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just a regular shoe. Yeah. Anybody? Any other comments? I want them to remake this movie, but not ruin it. But, like, remake it in color. I want to see what <laughs> Yeah, so... Um, and maybe cut back on the the men being such babies. <laughs> so, um, for people who don't often uh, watch black and white movies, it can be tough. It can be Some people fall tough. asleep on the couch. <laughs> it's Just fair. for a minute. Just for a minute. Yeah. Serena, wake up. I am. <laughs> I'm here. Colors are used to express, express things, especially in movies. Mm. Themes, they're easy to catch. Like, oh, she was wearing red. Oh, the, the girl in red. The girl in red. Because sometimes I don't, can't recognize faces. Yeah. I think, I feel like there were two, two phases of Hollywood around this time. There was when sound became a thing and then when color became a thing. Oh, and yeah, this is right. after sound became a thing. Not too far after sound became a thing. So 
Tracy, you were talking about how they didn't really do Foley. There was a lot of, there were a lot of moments that were just really quiet. They didn't even do a lot of music at certain moments. Mm -hmm. And nowadays, every inch of a movie is filled with some sort of sound. Yeah. So that was, that's kind of jarring nowadays to watch. Because you're used to the now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But this was pre-color. So, you know, they didn't, I think that movies now rely on color a lot, but it didn't, it didn't rely on color, obviously. Do you think this is why I like Disney movies so much? They're just <laughs> popping, bursting with color. There's something to be said for that. Yeah. I had trouble with the, f- not, I don't know if it was the first half following who was who. Yeah. And at that point, I I didn't like it because I didn't know what was going on. Right. But it's, we, there was a point where I finally clicked and I knew whose side was on who, who was who was who? But it was only because I Googled it. <laughs> yeah, I Wikipedia'd it. Yeah, I was wondering if you're going to bring this up yeah. because it was nice I mean, to know that at least I wasn't the only one that was completely in yeah. the dark about it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. okay, well, Tracy's lost too, so that's, that's yeah. Good. And we had to stop the film to just I had to just Reassess. take names down and what side they were on. Yeah. And as soon as I was able to finally recognize them, I enjoyed it so much more. Yeah, and I don't know, I don't know what that was about because. This isn't the first time I've watched an older movie and I'm like, oh, I nope, no idea who these people are and what's going on. And so I don't know if that was a difference in their storytelling technique or uh, they assumed that the audience would know what's going on because they were so, you know, they knew the story. The story was still fresh in their mind. But yeah, or if it's just my attention span. And uh, it's, I mean, even beyond the the plot and the names and the everyone characters, everyone different had different accents and right. I, um, that was the first thing. None I asked. of which were necessarily recognizable. <laughs> like Alexis sounded, I guess he sounded Russian, but she was she is Swedish, so she has a Swedish accent. Accent, but she was playing a Dutch character who was pretending to be a uh, you know Javanese character. It, uh, whatever. Yeah, anyway, what's, what's Javanese? <laughs> it's Indonesian. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, um, this is why I need like subtitles and oh, and well, I that need was that the other too. thing. Notes. That was the other point. Yeah. Is we Put also notes. needed yeah. subtitles. Yeah. yeah, why is that? They were speaking English. They were, but they were mumbling yeah, and they were talking fast and really fast. Ugh. Lots of mumbling, lots of fast talk. I'm and already partially that, deaf. So. That is po- that is potentially because it was early sound. They don't have the dynamic equipment that we have now. True. So I think I think we're down to our pivotal question. Would you recommend it? Okay, I personally would. I don't, if I'm being honest, I don't recommend watching it after an extremely long work week <laughs> while under a blankie on a couch that you melt into with no coffee in your system and after a big dinner. This is a comfortable couch. So, but I would recommend it. Like on a, I think, I don't know, I... I, there's just still today not a lot of strong female characters. And, you know, now they're finally starting to, the times are starting to catch up with themselves a little bit. Like, you know, Frozen, okay? <laughs> you saying. do like Disney. I do, I do. I love Disney. <laughs> Frozen 2 is coming out in November. I don't know. They just, no, you're there was right. a lot of, like, the damsel in distress thing. Yeah. And it's just nice to see a movie. I was, I was pleasantly surprised. I was not expecting a strong female lead character like that who you know said what was on her mind and you know what couldn't couldn't be bothered with the men fawning over her couldn't be bothered with 
this or that. She's very sure of herself, mm-hmm. you know. And so, yeah, I mean, would I, would I personally recommend it to a friend who's maybe not feeling so strong and maybe needs a little personal development? Yes. Yes, I would. <laughs> I have a couple people in mind. I was going to say, she has, you can tell she has specific people. Um, I'm going to stick with my answer that to certain people I would. Like yeah. I, it, it took me probably, like I said, the halfway through the movie for me to really get into it. I did enjoy it. So because I enjoyed it, I would recommend it. But I know people who refuse to watch black and white, who would, you know, as soon as they were confused, they wouldn't bother to do a little extra research to understand it and then therefore enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think to it's certain hard. people I would. I think it, the audience, keeping the audience black yeah. and white and the confusion of the roles and whatnot. I think. Um, and I would almost, I would tell them, okay, just do a little, little research so you're prepared for the movie that way you can get the full enjoyment out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's tough for me too because I, I feel like I'm almost 50-50 because on the one hand, I um, I would say yes because I think that this is a fantastic performance by Greta Garbo. Mm-hmm. I think she was phenomenal yep. in this. I think it's a great example of a femme fatale. On the other side, it's almost um, that Inglorious Bastards syndrome where if you don't know not to believe it, you're going to believe it for what it is. You, you know, so I think you're right, Tracy. I think like a little extra research. I, I would have, I actually, I think if I had known, I, this is my first knowing of Matahari. Matahari. I'm like, what's her name? Not a <laughs> Yahoo. Hold on. It's wrong. Um, I would have done a little bit of research just to know the storyline there because was I paying attention in school history? I didn't learn this in school. Yeah, I didn't learn about Matahari in really? school. Really? No. 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 I, I didn't. I barely heard her name. Like, I knew, I had heard her name, but I didn't know the reference point. And it wasn't until I, I, the spy. I read The Spy, yep. the book The Spy, and which is a, a great telling of it, yeah. of her story. But otherwise, I had no that idea no, who she interesting was. Interesting that no one, schools weren't teaching it. Or it just kind of fell between the cracks, or was yeah. it just not relevant? It, it wasn't, I, I don't think it was very relevant. Because, I mean... Because I remember as, learning about World War One and two Yeah. And well, and I think it's also... It's not American. Well, it's not American, and yeah. it's... We're, we're taught general... The general war. We wouldn't be taught specifics, I don't right. think. Right. Not to mention a courtesan yeah. that was yeah. killed. Like, I don't think that was, like appropriate for yeah, let's our... teach let's teach an eighth grader about an exotic dancer who was turned spy and, right yeah that's uh, fair vocab word courtesan courtesan yeah i'm yep. like courtesan what is she saying <laughs> okay any other any last thoughts i liked it no i i liked it too right. i liked it once i started understanding yeah yeah fair enough yeah. fair enough that's just about it for this episode. Thanks for joining us. Uh, our next movie is already up, so check it out. It is Singing in the Rain. We also have our Twitter and Instagram officially up, so you can find us there at The Movie Millies. So check us out over there as well. So until next time. We're millennials. And we'll see you at the movie house.